You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back to Huddle Up, a football podcast. I'm Tony, and I'm joined by guests from all around the football world, mostly around Indianapolis, Corey and Daniel. Welcome back, guys. How's it going? Hello. We got a full crew. Second episode of the fourth season, guys. We're back. We're rolling. We'll be here until the Super Bowl. Um, maybe a couple of bye weeks, but this is, a, this is a regular thing again. What's not regular is this March. Everything about this March is wild. March Madness is this month. Uh, the Sweet 16 starts today. I say today, even though it's actually tomorrow, because this is a Thursday podcast recorded on a Wednesday, currently 9.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on a Wednesday. Go Boilers. Boiler up. That's Friday game. Anyway, wild march. And we're not here to talk about basketball. Let's talk about football. Let's talk about trades specifically. Some huge names have been, I can't think of a bigger march in blockbuster names traded. We, we are definitely welcome to talk about some big free agent signings because that happens every year. And it happened this year also. But I, I really do want us to focus on the, on the trades that, for this show um, and then bring up what you want, as you will. Tyreek Hill is the most current of those. Uh, Adam Pelissero, Pelissero. God, I did it. We talked about this before the show. Adam, Tom, Jesus. Now I've got myself all oh sideways. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tom Schefter. Tom said. Schefter said. <laughs> uh, he had a tweet earlier today speculating if Tyreek Hill was traded. It would be... I'm moving on, by the way. I'm not giving yeah, proper credit. We know it's Tom Pelissero and you. Adam Schefter. Tyreek yeah. Hill would make for a combined of nine players with 39 Pro Bowl selections that have been traded this month. Wild. I mean, completely, absolutely wild. Let's just start Crazy. with Tyreek Hill. Uh, what are the good? What's the bad? What's the ugly, guys? Who wants to take it? You want to take it, Corey? You're the yeah. lover. Yeah, I mean, I'll start. I, I guess I don't really know what to think. I don't think Tyreek Hill would be nearly as successful in Miami as he was with... The Chiefs and Pat Mahomes. I mean, I know you guys have knocked me for calling him like a one-trick pony before, but there's not a lot of quarterbacks in the league that can throw him open into triple coverage like Pat Mahomes can. Um, I, I think he can still be productive. I just don't see him being that top five wide receiver in the league like he has been. Um, as much as I love Tua, um, I just don't see it happening. I, I think this this is going to be like the downside of uh, Tyreek Hill's career, and um, he's going to get his money good for him. But football decision-wise, I don't think this was the right decision for him. Or you know, if he was trying to build a legacy, I completely agree. He, he left a team that went to was it three or four consecutive AFC Championship games? Uh, it was at least three. It was about uh, that. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, it was at least three. I don't have it in front of me, but yeah, you you go join Tua instead of Patrick Mahomes, and this is the team with the Dolphins. You know, we talk about it's it's a little bit more of a complete team than the Chiefs, and that that seems weird to say, but um, the Dolphins' defense is actually super underrated. Very young. Uh, they have they have a lot of good pieces there, so it's going to be one of those to where I, I doubt they are 
having to throw so much to stay in the game like the Chiefs did. You know, we look back at those Bills, Bills Chiefs and Rams Chiefs, like all these games that the Chiefs gave up like 45, 50 points. I, I don't see that happening with the Dolphins. They have two really good corners and then one on deck in the slot. Javon Holland um, at safety and the corners, Xavier Howard and Byron Jones. And then they have a solid linebacking core um, with Jerome Baker and uh, Jalen Phillips and then Christian Wilkins underneath uh, defensive tackle. I mean, their their defense is, is so much better than Kansas City's that Tua, if he doesn't, take this team to at least the <laughs> first or second round of the playoffs. It, it's it's all on Tua at this point. I mean, they have bolstered that offensive line too. They've signed two offensive linemen, uh, this free agency, the most recent one. I think it was either earlier today or yesterday, Taron Armstead uh, from the Saints, um, but also Connor Williams from, from Dallas. So it, it's all on Tua. They have – revamped the running back room too. They brought in Raheem Mostert and um, Chase Edmonds. So I think as a whole, Tyreek was in the perfect spot, like you said, Corey, because he was very, he was a necessity in Kansas City and he needed to be there to keep that team going. But at the Dolphins, he's going to be just another piece to keep that whole team together. And just statistic wise, I don't even think it's going to be close, to be honest. I really don't. Yeah, and I think you're right about the two thing. They've definitely went out of their way to put him in a, in a position to succeed. So if it doesn't work out with the new O line and the new weapons, then yeah, you got a problem there. So yeah, yeah I agree with both of you that um, you know this is the year. This is the year where we 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 we're going to see what we have with with Tua. There's no other options here. This is Tua's last stand, and, and this is it. Yeah. When when it comes to Tyreek, am I first of all am I wrong to say that Tua's Deep ball accuracy was not great. Am I not remembering that, that correctly? Is, that is correct. Okay. You are you are very correct. And am I wrong to say that Tyreek Hill is one of the greatest after the catch athletes in football? No, he's definitely that's that's what makes him so good. I'm making claims here. Stat, Tony. Go ahead. Go ahead. You you just mentioned it. I have a stat right in front of me that I that I wrote down that I'm looking at. Twenty plus air yard pass attempts per game among quarterbacks last season. Patrick Mahomes was ninth. Guess where Tua was? This is 20-plus yard pass attempts per game, and this is with Jalen Waddell. Out of, you know, out of 40 available quarterbacks, where do you think he ranks? Uh, I'm saying 23rd. 20th, yeah. He was, he was 30th. Okay. Whoa. So he doesn't, even if he can yeah. throw it deep, he doesn't. And he had Devontae Parker and... You know, Preston Williams, yeah. he did get hurt again, but he was there. And they had, obviously, Jalen Waddell, who's a deep ball specialist, you know, in Alabama. So I'm kind of scared for Tyreek. No, I, I think that part's good for Tyreek. I really do, because Tyreek's a guy that you see running down, running across the middle of the field in a spot where you don't think there's any, any way that anybody can catch the ball there. And if, the, if, if Tua can get the ball 10 yards down the field, while Tyreek's doing his thing, cutting away, I mean, he's going to lose the safety. He's going he's gonna to juke him right out of their shoes, and then he's gone, just like Tyreek Hill does. It, very few of the Tyreek Hill big plays, I really, I, I need to look this up. This kind of came to me as you guys were talking, but just a small handful of Tyreek's greatness came from deep balls, wide open, catch over the shoulder, and run it in for a touchdown. I know it happened, but it, it was not the, the meat and potatoes of Tyreek Hill. 
The more I think about this, the more I think that Tyreek might be shelf stable. He might not be that I'm not drafting him as the first wide receiver. I'm not doing that anymore, but he's still top 12 guy, right? In your fantasy leagues, he's still a top 12 wide receiver. This Gosh, morning, that's, that's this, a tough line. This morning, I thought not. This morning, I thought top 24. But the, the man's talent's incredible. He's 28 years old. I, I think he's got a couple of great years, and if he can continue to be himself, and and Tua does what we think he will do, there's a chance that Tyreek Hill can be great without Tua being great. I mean, I'm, I'm getting more okay with the fact that Tyreek will remain close to what we thought he was. I don't think it'll be the same. I'm not saying that. Uh, yeah, I just don't think the production is going to be outrageous like it was. I mean, for, you know, I can see him going in the first round still in fantasy football drafts, but I'm not drafting I'm him. I'm staying far away. I'm really far away. I can see him going like back in the second by the time it's all said and done. I was going to say the very beginning of the third would be too late. That's a value at that point. Yeah, but still, I mean, you look at the offense. Uh, Jalen Waddle just set the rookie reception record last year. Mike Gusecki is very, very capable at tight end he's a good pass catcher and you bring in chase edmonds who's a very good pass catcher out of the backfield and you still have miles gaskin there you know he's not just going to go away so and then you have ancillary pieces like like i mentioned you know Devonte parker preston williams is still there so i mean tyreek to to be able to get did he have what 100 plus catches he, he always has so many targets but um yeah 80 to 100 catches is you know may not be in the cards unless this Offense with Tua is just incredible, which I, I don't know it, that it'll have to be. It's going to be fun. Anything else we want to add about Tyreek? His career's over. Uh, okay. I mean, it says something that Chiefs weren't willing to honor what the Dolphins were going to pay him. I mean, he got paid a lot of money. He's yeah, locked up until he's like 32 now. I mean... Yeah, he had some off-the-field issues with the Chiefs, and the Chiefs were scared that they were going to lose him at one point, and they drafted Miko Hardman higher than he should have been drafted because they thought they were going to lose Tyree Kill. And then Tyree Kill came back. I don't know. I, I feel like Tyree should <laughs> he should have stayed with the Chiefs, man. If I agree. he's trying to build a legacy, yep. you know, totally he, he's, he's been in two Super Bowls in the last three years. I mean, the guy, I don't know. He just, it seems like he's getting very greedy for a guy that almost could, could have been kicked out of the league, you know, a couple of years ago with his yeah. legal issues. Yeah. Very close to yeah, being kicked out of the league. He had 111 receptions last year. And yeah. you know, maybe the fact that he's chasing the money tells you kind of who's, you know, more about his character and maybe why the Chiefs are willing to let him go. Yeah. And maybe Patrick Mahomes had the final say and he was like, look, if we can get some draft picks and get some better people in here, <laughs> let's do it. But I don't know, you know, obviously what went behind the scenes. Me either. Anything else to add on Tyreek Hill? No. Other than that, Devontae Adams. We didn't talk about him last week, right? Nope. Devontae Adams is a raider. Up, down, sideways, same deal. I don't know. Was it was it you that said his like first two or three years weren't very productive? I thought his Packers. I thought his first. Oh yeah, he sucked. Yeah, he sucked. I remember waiting forever. Yeah. We waited forever. And I feel like yeah. that was, but I think Randall Cobb and Jordy Nelson were still there. And I think they were demanding all of Aaron Rodgers' attention. No, it was on him. Okay. I mean, you could tell he was just not very good. It that, took him. There we go. Thank you. It took the, the three year wide receiver, like, you know, 
get worked into the system, learn the offense, that sort of thing. Devontae Adams needed every bit of that before he was good. So I guess my, he, question, my question would be is, do you think he's actually as talented as we say, or do you think Aaron Rodgers has carried him, and do you think he'll be as successful with Derek Carr and the Raiders? I'll take this one real I, quick because I'm going to be a little yeah. more surface level than you, Daniel, and I want you to be able to, to work with both both here. All right. Yep. It's, it, I would be a fool to not acknowledge Devontae Adams' production in double coverage. I mean, I would be an absolute fool to not at least acknowledge that. Corey was referencing a conversation we had a long time ago. I really do believe that Devontae Adams is a in big part a product of Aaron Rodgers and a part of the Packers system. There weren't very many other talents close to Devontae Adams anywhere near him. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, not this year, I guess. This year he actually handled himself really well, but the year before he was essentially threatening to just retire because they weren't listening to him when he said he needed actual wide receivers on the team, right? I mean, I, I really do believe that Devontae Adams became a cornerstone of the team because he's a great talent and was enhanced by Aaron Rodgers' eliteness and his awareness and his ability to get Devontae Adams where he needed to be and get him the ball in the right spot. I really do believe that. I, I feel like Devontae Adams might have a, a better quality of life in Oakland, maybe, like Corey said. Green Bay is not exactly a fun place to be, <laughs> but I've been there. I don't, I don't think that he's going to be the same Devontae Adams. I think he's going to take a hit worse than Tyree Kill will. I'll say that and I'll leave it there. Daniel's gone. I'm Daniel. not gone. I'm listening. Um, I will say, even though it, it took Devontae Adams a couple years um, to, to come on, he now has, I mean, set himself as one of the best wide receivers in the league, regardless of the offense that he's in. Um, and that shows all the work that he's put in. Aaron Rodgers does put the ball places that the quarterbacks cannot. And I don't think Derek Carr is nearly as good as Aaron Rodgers. But obviously, we support each other. And that connection, you know, the college connection to Fresno State. It's not something to discount anymore. We saw Joe Burrow with Jamar Chase last year. There's just a chemistry that you can't explain. But there were a lot of Packers games that I was watching, and it wasn't even fantasy-oriented because I don't own Devontae Adams in any fantasy leagues, but I was just sitting there wondering, every time Aaron Rodgers threw the ball to a player that wasn't Devontae Adams and it was like crunch time, I was thinking, why? <laughs> why are you throwing it to anyone else? Yeah, we all were. Because he is that good. Um, even though it took him a while to, to, to come on, he is he is consistently, like pro football focus dives way deep into like analyzing everything, and he is consistently like top three wide receiver every single year. You know, they look at like how crisp your routes are and how often you get targeted based on the routes that you run and all this. And, and Devontae Adams is just near the top on all of those statistics. So I think it's weird that Aaron Rodgers came back to Green Bay knowing that Devontae Adams, knowing that he was gone, um, because why? I mean, he's got Alan Lazard now, and then hopefully they draft somebody, which has never been their MO. But Is I, that official that he knew? Because I heard some mixed results on Pat. No, I, 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 he he said that he knew. Okay, 
Okay. Did he say different on I, there? I didn't see his interview with it. I saw speculation from Pat McAfee's source says that said that he might not have known. known. His I, source as is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Okay. I never heard it from Aaron Rodgers one way or the other. But I'm with you, Daniel. It doesn't make sense that he would, you know, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think it boosts Derek Carr for sure. Boosts Darren Waller. Boosts Hunter Renfro. I mean, I know Hunter Renfro is getting some snaps oh, out of, and targets out of necessity, but that offense might be might be something to look at. I mean, Josh Jacobs in the backfield. I mean, this is going to be potent. Yeah, I forgot about Renfro. Yeah, Renfro. Oh, don't forget about yeah. him. The accountant, but yeah. yeah, no, no. I had, you know, just thinking about that division, obviously it's the best division of football now. I don't think we need to. Well, without Tyreek Hill now. No, it? it's still no, the best division of football. Kansas City's just not the best team I in the division agree. anymore. I agree. Hey, did you see that after the Tyreek Hill trade, the Kansas City Chiefs, Vegas still believes in the Chiefs. The Chiefs are top three in odds to win the Super Bowl this year. Well, sure. Yeah, they've got Pat Mahomes. Right. But... But what I was getting at is I easily had the Raiders at the bottom of that division, but now that you mentioned Hunter Renfro, you know. Yeah, so (laughs) they saw all these moves going down, you know, obviously Russell Wilson, and um, they saw the Chargers making a bunch of moves. They added Khalil Mack. God, the Chargers are going to be scary too. God, God, they're going to be so scary. They signed J.C. Jackson, the corner, uh, the top-rated corner um, off free agency. So then they're like, okay, we need to make some moves. Went out and paid a bunch of money to Chandler Jones. They they completely, I mean, both sides of the ball has completely changed for the Raiders too. They they, I mean, they did it because they knew they had to, and that's to compete in this division. So we could be looking at the Chiefs as like third or fourth team in this division, honestly. What's crazy about the new playoff structure is there is a scenario where every single one of those teams in that division make the playoffs with three wild cards. Seriously, I it's it's crazy. I bet you at least two other teams, so like the division winner and then two other teams, I bet you there will be three, at least three teams from that yeah. division make the playoffs this year. I mean, it's, it, you have to. Makes it harder on everybody else. You almost yeah. have to go win your division this year if you're not in the AFC West. Yeah, for sure. What a perfect segue. So I can think of a division in football where I could pretty much guarantee you that four teams from the same division will not make the playoffs. And two of them might not either. And that's (laughs) AFC South. Yes. Matt Ryan (laughs) is the new quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts. Corey, Mm -hmm. those are your boys. Go ahead. Hit it. You know, it was like... A week before all this went down, week and a half, um, we were, I literally just had the ESPN NFL tab pulled down and I was looking, I was just looking at every team. I was like, can we get that quarterback? Can we get that quarterback? And we we got to the Falcons like, Ooh, Matt Ryan. Yeah, we could get him, but, Ooh, and we just kept moving on. (laughs) And Uh. when the news hit, I was kind of like, okay, what, you know, whatever. But whenever he flew to Indy, he looked sharp. He looked real sharp. He looked way better than Carson Wentz. He he came off that plane. He looks like he's been with the Colts for 15 years. You didn't like Um, the Letterman jacket for Carson Wentz? The orange Letterman jacket? No, dude. I told you about it. Yes. (laughs) Dude, he looked like I... 
That guy in that picture looked rough. Don't see your photo-ish. Carson Wentz, this is not a racial thing at all, okay? But it is, but it's not. But Carson Wentz dresses like the white Cam Newton, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I hope I'm allowed to say that. I mean, which, which is weird, because he's like, he's, he's a hillbilly. He's a hillbilly, and why is he... Uh, it's just, well, and maybe maybe that's not the, the all eyes on me thing, you know? He's always talking about himself, and maybe that's just, you know, yeah. his address is part of that. Maybe We're hillbillies, so we can say that, but he's a hillbilly. Well, yeah, we know we're hillbillies because we... Because we have uh, shotguns. Shotgun shells yeah, in our hand right now. <laughs> Hold up your hands, Daniel. Hand check. Hand check. Hand check. I there. swear. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he came off that plane. He was he was dapper. Uh, the family looked good. Uh, and as soon as he got on that podium, I think he has the energy to him where you you, you just respect him right, at, right out of the gate. You know, you yeah, know he's, he's been there. You know he's been there. You know he knows his shit. He's going to get in that locker room. All those wide receivers are going to be like, hey, Matt, you know, what do you need me to do? You know, they're going to respect him. Um, and even though he may not be the athlete that Carson Wentz is, I think he he just knows what it's going to take to get things done and do it the right way. And um, I think he can still be productive as a passer. I mean, you got a better O-line than he had in Atlanta. He's been super productive down there, passing yardage-wise. Uh I, I was less excited than, you know, the cowherds of the world, the Rich Eisens. They all absolutely loved it. And maybe that got me a little more excited too. Um, I think I think it's going to work. I, I think the Colts are tied with the Titans for division odds. So I think it's a two-team race there in the AFC South. You know, we, we get to play the Jaguars and the Texans, uh, even though Jaguars have been beating our ass. But... I, th- I think it's I think it's going to work wait. in Jacksonville. Wait, wait, wait. Only in Jacksonville. I'm, I'm starting to like it. Corey, what was the stat that Jalen gave us about Matt Ryan's 4-0 and against Jacksonville Jaguars? I'm pretty sure. Oh. Yeah, something like that. So something like that's, that. yeah, that's a good sign, right? Thanks for the stat, Jalen. <laughs> that's a good sign. I like it. I, oh. I, I, I do like it now. I think he he's towards the end of his career. I think that's obvious, but he's still one of the top-tier quarterbacks in the league just from a passing standpoint and what you get in preparation and knowing the offense and making good decisions. I, I think the option, what we got out of Matt Ryan is head and heels above any other option that was on the table. I think Ballard absolutely killed it again. Just he was patient and got it done. Yeah. I think it was a better option than any incoming rookie too. So like if you trade Carson Wentz and then make a big like splash trade to trade up in this draft, I think you just overpay. And, um, so I, I actually, I actually liked the move. Um, talk about a guy that hasn't ever had a complete team around him. I mean, I don't feel like Matt Ryan has ever had a fair shake and he took the Falcons to a Super Bowl that they should have won easily. You know, I don't have to go through it. They were up 28 to three late in the third. I mean, that was just coaching to be honest. If he had a better coaching staff, they would have won that game. Wait, wait, was it Shanahan? champion. Was that Shan- well? Shanahan would have been the coordinator. Never mind. Yeah, Shanahan was the coordinator. I I, I can't remember if it was Robert Quinn. I want to say it was. It was, it was Robert Quinn. Okay, so I mean, talk about a guy that's never had a defense, never had more than like one and a half options. Because when they did that, at Calvin Ridley, he's he's not been in the year, um, been in the league very long, and they just got Kyle Pitts, and he's never had a tight end before that, and 
you know, talk about running backs. I mean, they've always struggled at running back. So not always, and they're all not always. Devonta Freeman. I'm going to take over just for one second there. Okay, Chris. okay, I I, I, got, I get you there. He he, the one year. Well, that here's the, the stat. Had... Wait, wait. I want to, I want you to hear the stat, and then I'll let you take okay. it back. Okay. This is another stat that Jalen gave me today. Uh, this is according to Quayev Sports, not verified, and I haven't double checked it, so it could be full of shit. Matt Ryan is 37 and six when a player runs for 100 yards in a game. 37 oh. and six with 100 rushing yards. Whoa. And yes, most of those running back is most of those came from Devonta Freeman, obviously. Yeah. Devonta Freeman was good for like a year and a half. No, Devonta Freeman is, was good for like three years. Good. Good is good is a relative term. Good's a relative but term. But he had that crazy, crazy year and then he declined very quickly. But Fair enough. also also they they shared a backfield. So he had him and Tevin Coleman. So uh, it, he's never played with he the He's stat never played says, with a running back like Jonathan Taylor. I'll say that. The stat He's says when play with a, a player back. runs for 100 yards. So I don't know. Take it for what it's worth. Anyway. Okay. Sorry I hijacked you. Well, finish. that's fine. Uh, you, you called me on that, so that's good. But Jonathan Taylor should have 100 yards every game the Colts play. If they don't, it's a weird game script. And the fact that, like, the defense scored two touchdowns and Matt Ryan threw two real quick. I mean, that's the only, those are the only games that Jonathan Taylor should not have a hundred yards. In. Yeah. So hopefully that continues. And, you know, Carson Wentz made a lot of very questionable throws and decisions and he's not clutch at all. And Matt Ryan, that's the reason his name is Matt Ice. Matt Davis clutch. Here, I, I have, I have another, uh, another note here. Yeah, that game when drive staff. Yes, since his debut in 2008, Matt Ryan's 42 game-winning drives in the fourth quarter overtime are tied for the most in the NFL. That's since 2008. Tied with Matt Stafford, who also was on a bad team, couldn't do it. Ben Roethlisberger and Drew Brees. I mean, those are all Hall of Famers except for Matt Ryan at this point, arguably. Is he, on, is he chasing a ring to get into Canton? Is that is that what yeah, it takes? Yeah, he, he wants it. He's here for a ring, bud. Okay. He said I mean, it. He said it. The Colts are arguably a quarterback away from a Super Bowl. So we'll see if they got their quarterback. Real quick, yeah. because uh, we gave Corey a hard time. I'm going to move on from Ryan. Are you, did you have something else to add? Nope, I'm good. Okay. Um, you know, we gave Corey a hard time about his love for Zach Paschal because Pascal did have a few games where he showed up and he carried the team. Bye-bye. He's not there anymore. So next man up is going to be probably Ashton Doolin, maybe Mike Strom, probably mm-hmm. Ashton Doolin. Ashton Doolin's got three years in the system, I think. He's re-signed another contract, I think. Maybe I'm making this they up. They need help. They need some help. Yeah. I, I think Ashton Doolin is a fine wide receiver, by the way. I don't think he's great, but I think he could replace Zach Pascal's production. And so, you, you know, I do wonder, uh, is, is there enough there? There's not a tight end. Mo Alley Cox is not the guy, guys. Um, what do you mean? No. I think he is. I, I don't think he, he is. He hasn't. I think he is. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. There hasn't been a huge sample with him. There hasn't been a no, lot of tight end problem. activity. So maybe I'm that's wrong. That's the problem. But I saw him drop some balls that he should have caught. And so, so, so did Jack Doyle. So did Jack Doyle. Correct. I'm not here's, praising here's, Jack Doyle. Here's the thing about Mo Alley Cox. I, I haven't watched the film to verify this, but usually when a tight end doesn't get playing time, it's because he can't block. And in an offense like the Colts, where the running game is so prevalent, 
if you put Mo Ali Cox at tight end and the defense knows he can't block, that means you're running a pass play. So if he's a one-dimensional player, he's going to get less playing time. So who says Mo Ali Cox is the guy? They loved Kylan Granson when they drafted sure, him last year. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying is Mo Ali Cox may not be the t- tight end one in Indy. I liked Kylan Granson a lot too. I mean, I, think I guess Mo I Ali forgot Cox about might that. be the tight end one this year. Yeah. But Kylan Granson, I think you get two years under his belt. I think he's the guy next year. But yeah, there's no doubt when Mo Ali Cox, when you get the ball in his hands, he's absolutely productive, but it's just what he brings to a whole scheme. You know, if, if he can't block, then the defense knows what he's out there for. He's just so big. How could he not block? He I, just I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. He's like six, seven. Yeah. Uh, Colts uh, wide receiver depth chart right now is Pittman, Campbell, Doolin, Desmond Patton, Patman, Mike Strawn, Kiki Kuti, and there's DeMichael Harris and yeah, so Courtney there's, there's Davis. There's four guys. Yeah, there's, there's four, yeah, so, four guys. Well, there's really no, three. There's, there's, really like, three. there's like one and a half because I, you can't rely on Paris Campbell. He's going to get yeah, hurt for the year again. It's just a matter of time. Okay. And then Ashton yeah. Doolin. So, well, you, yeah. you've got to, you know, they're hoping he stays healthy. I think if he's healthy, he's a weapon, but I think you need to bring in either bring T.Y. You bring back T.Y. Hilton or you bring in a Julio, a veteran, and then you or draft Jarvis. a guy. Perfect or, guy. Or Jarvis. Jarvis. You bring in a I veteran guess. and you draft a guy, and then you've got a really solid group there. This this draft is a good draft because um, in, in the early part of the first round going into the late first, this is a very, like, offensive line slash defensive tackle slash corner. I mean, it, there's a lot of things going on that aren't your normal skill position um, players. So I think uh, what are the Colts? They don't have a first. What's their first pick? Like, isn't it late second? 37, 37, 38. Oh, yeah, they yeah. had that early? Yeah, they, they well, get one early because of the trade they got back from trading away Carson Wentz. Okay, good. So, wait, wait, perfect. Wait. No, that's not right. It wasn't Carson Wentz. Uh, we have the tenth pick in the second round, so that's forty second. Okay. Yeah, that okay. wasn't from Carson hey, Wentz, though. That's the perfect range. They need to spend that. Well, the problem is they don't have a starting left tackle right now. But yeah, yeah whoa, they're, they're, well, they say they do. Ballard says Pryor's getting Pryor, the first shot yeah, up. Pryor's yeah. gonna he's gonna attempt it. So if he if they believe in him, that's good. That is the perfect spot for a wide receiver this year because there Absolutely. may be two-ish that go in the first round, maybe three if people fall in love. Um, but, you know, we'll talk about that later when we go through our rankings um, from wide receivers. But that, that is perfect. You take that spot, you, t- you draft another Michael Pittman. I mean, that's around the spot that he was drafted. They took Jonathan Taylor like the third or fourth pick of the second, and then, or sorry, they took Pittman super early, and then they took Jonathan Taylor um, that time. But they were both drafted in the second. So early second-round picks, that's, that's perfect. Yeah, and that's where, that's where Ballard shines anyway, to be honest. He loves seconds. Yeah, seconds and thirds are where he yes. gets value. And I watch those draft room videos. He loves seconds. It works. Okay, guys, that was, that was a lot. We got a lot to do. Do you guys want to add anything else to any of the players we talked about? Am I missing anything we have to go over? No, but um, we got the draft coming up. What do we want to uh, talk about next week? Are we going to do rookie rankings? We can do rookie yes, first I, batch. I think we have, uh, let me look at the calendar here, because we only have so much time before the draft. I think, correct me if I'm wrong, 
Um, the draft usually starts on a Thursday, so I believe it's either going to be, I think it's on the 24th, this, or sorry, the 21st uh, this year. So I will I'll look that up real quick. Uh, April 28th, sure. April 28th. Okay, so the next week after that, so perfect. So, so how we many have exactly in between? one, two, three, four shows. Okay, Until then. this is perfect. This is perfect. So the next three will be running back, wide receiver, quarterback, and then the week before we'll do our mock draft like we do. Perfect. So All right, so we're you want to do running backs here. next week? We're missing one here. One, two, three, four, five. The fifth show will be the day we'll be before. draft night. We'll be draft night. Yeah, it's a Thursday well, podcast, we'll so the draft day. The draft. Yeah. We could do the mock draft that night. Let's do that. Okay, So we'll we do We'll do running backs. We'll do wide receivers, quarterbacks, and then we could – we could maybe do tight ends, dip our feet in a little bit of that, and then do a mock draft or something. We'll fill something in with the tight end show. Not cool. as exciting. We'll, we'll figure running it out. Backs, running backs or wide receivers next week? There you have it. You want to do running backs? Yeah, let's do that. Running backs All next right. week. R- running backs next week. Get the You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three. three. And we'll do a... uh, Damn it, Corey. What? (laughs) Right at the end. That's fine. What? (laughs) Yeah, it's perfect. It's content. What'd I do? Wee! <laughs> <laughs>